Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Guys, shoot. What up, Vietnam? <laughs> Good morning, Vietnam! <laughs> Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the land of the free, home of the brave. <laughs> I am your host, Eric Sparrow. And I'm Molly DeMillier. And we have got a hell of an episode for you today. <sighs> yeah, we do. Yeah, I mean, real quick, <sighs> we've uh, had a very fun weekend. Uh, did we yes we did <laughs> did we yes we did uh molly was definitely mvp of the weekend oh god in terms of personal updates yeah we discovered a fun fun thing about instagram <laughs> <laughs> you might not know but molly uh, i'm just i'm just pass this over to you yeah i'm i'm here to tell you there is you can do more than you thought on uh instagram dms uh just a quick little backstory. On Friday night, it was my friend Chloe's birthday, and we went to this uh, really cool spot uh, down in Little Italy called I think it's Puglia or something. I'm probably saying it wrong. Yeah, it's you probably seen on Instagram of people like standing on chairs whipping around napkins. Yeah, turns uh, out it is it is a bottomless wine, <laughs> um, and they don't give you like any food. Like it's a family style, but the tables are packed and they don't tell you like how many plates are coming. So it was like, here's one ravioli and four noodles and like bottles of wine. Oh man. And this doesn't seem like a real Italian place. No, it wasn't. It was an Italian place run by Irish people. (laughs) Like they just want wine. I'm pretty sure that's what happens. (laughs) There's this like old, like, I don't know, like retired coked out lady who pretends to be Cher and like sings and her skin looks like leather. Oh and dear God. Everyone's like on literally on the tables, like singing and dancing. This literally sounds like someone that is foreign that came to New York was like, I'm gonna open a restaurant. I'm gonna take everything everybody loves about New York City's restaurants. <laughs> yeah, make it into literally one. <laughs> bottomless brunch combined with <laughs> drag shows. <laughs> combined with there's Italians here, right? <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Yes. And I had no idea that's what I was getting into. Like, she said it was a birthday dinner. I did no research on what was happening. I literally wore, like, my glasses and my work clothes. I was like, oh, I'm going to yeah, have birthday a nice, dinner. Yeah, a little Girls adult thing. Have two glasses of wine. Be in bed by 10. Yeah, like my birthday. We did a little wine bar. Yeah. It's like, let's get a bottle of wine. Thought that's what was happening. A little bottle of wine, some nibbles, you know? No. Nope. Uh, t- it It was bad. I sent some DMs. It was so bad, in fact, that I left the restaurant with a glass of wine oh. and walked down the streets of New York <laughs> just drinking wine that I took from the restaurant. And nobody said anything. No, they said things and I kept going. <laughs> <laughs> That's how bad it was. You just looked behind you like, they ain't talking to me. <laughs> no. Yeah, you're like, yeah, that bitch. <laughs> that bitch over there. It was so bad. <laughs> so uh, I did my move uh on a dude where i replied to their instagram story uh-huh. um 
and I was, they were, it was a comic. He was performing somewhere and I was like, hey, me and my friends might roll through. <laughs> and oh boy, it went downhill from there. Um, and you didn't really even fully read all your messages you sent. <laughs> no, I'm not reading That's the those. difference between me and you, man, that you could see the envelope with the date of your death. I'd be looking. No, nope. I, oh. uh, I, I knew it was bad. There were like a few, I like peeked through it and I was like, oh God. He was sober and I was shit faced at like 10 p.m. Oh, even better. Yeah, he and he like said he was sober in it a couple of times. <laughs> and <laughs> to be like, I know you're drunk. Yeah. It was, I was saying things that like didn't even make sense. I think I was like meaning to text you like our media updates, but mm. they were just flat out lies. <laughs> like, <laughs> I said that we were like basically about to be on the J Train podcast with Jared <laughs> Freed. <laughs> <laughs> not true um hey, i've been on that podcast before <laughs> but jared if you're listening so <laughs> at shooters gotta shoot yeah. pod at gmail.com come on, on we can jared. get this going yeah yeah we'll love to have you on <laughs> i already told people you are so <laughs> <laughs> they're expecting it yeah um no yeah. you didn't you didn't we didn't put expectations we, we put the energy into the universe <laughs> we are manifesting jared free manifesting come our own destiny so yeah i like steamrolled this dude's night so hard trying to like get him to come over at one point i saw in there i was like yeah just meet me at oliver's and he was like who's oliver i was like no it's a <laughs> restaurant next to my apartment <laughs> and he was well, like you know oliver <laughs> he was like i'm not coming and uh yeah i uh at one point he wasn't answering so i liked my own message <laughs> i was like oh this will teach him because that was a good thing to say and i liked my own message <laughs> but you didn't even know you could do that that's what i didn't even know yeah well i, I was could like, like my own message i was like i'm gonna try because he should have liked it <laughs> so i'm gonna do it for him <laughs> that's i feel like that's just like a power move yeah see what i said see what i said <laughs> i want you to see it again acknowledge how good it you was i nailed that <laughs> it's like it's like you were like making moves and then also you were like outside of your body watching yourself being like good one molly good one that a girl that's a great line i was my own hype man let him know yeah tell him they're like echoing your dms you want to go to oliver's what oliver's what in the back <laughs> i yeah, really dude. was the star of my own movie i had fans and everything yeah dude i was uh, fucking hyped that i figured out you could do gifts through instagram chat oh i didn't know you could do that i didn't either uh, i'm apparently I'm when you tap that little like picture thing where you type like the little typing area yeah. there's a there's a plus sign i think it's a plus okay all of a sudden like it slides out and all of a sudden there's a gif option Whoa. i was like hey because when you're on your keyboard i tried to do that you just change keyboards yeah and, and it it's not work. a thing oh how about that huh that instagram my dm game just changed i'm gonna yeah. be out there liking my own shit i've been doing some gifts it's pretty fun <laughs> and the gifts i'm enjoying the gift game oh man all right well i'll give you guys an update on that at some point <laughs> but yeah so um in summary i had to send an apology text in the morning because i was you like, didn't have to no one has to do anything i want to do I felt it was to, necessary. But uh, it was the, you were calling yourself out. Yeah. You're like, well, that got a little out of hand. Yep. Uh, and you got a response. Yeah, I did. So yeah. there you go. He was like, it's all right. I, was like, I feel That's like it's not, go. but okay. <laughs> 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 so we'll see. Well, not only that, you did the move of, 
you moved to a different medium. Yeah, and, and I even and I, you I, called yourself out on it. Yeah, I acknowledged that. I was like, for my ego, I'm moving it to text. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I can't be on that thread. Yeah, which uh, uh, I've been that person where you kind of get in like a little bit of an argument in one medium. And then you get a message from the other medium as if nothing else happened in the other one. <laughs> yeah. And I've been furious. Yeah. It's like, well, you're going to, you're going to text me now. <laughs> like we weren't just arguing over an Instagram. <laughs> Almost like Instagram Erica's bad. Texting Erica <laughs> is understanding. Yeah. I'm not understanding. Yeah. No. Drunk Molly was not understanding. And she, yeah. yeah. Well, I, shooters got to shoot. Yeah. Shooters got to shoot. Sometimes the shooters got to look inward. <laughs> You try your shot and uh, no dice. I got blocked hard. No dice. But uh, yeah. Oh well. No, you can't. So do. it was. It was Sounds a long like a fun week, weekend. Though. It w- Yeah, it was a fun weekend. Uh, had that and a friendsgiving, uh, and then drank a lot of Gatorade. <laughs> <laughs> Gatorade, the unofficial sponsor of this bucket. <laughs> lemon lime, bitch. Oh, I'm a blue girl. No, lemon lime. Oh, you criminal. Lemon. 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 Leo. <laughs> uh, how was your weekend? You uh, my weekend was pretty great. I had a um, charity show this weekend, fundraiser. It's the fifth one we did with the group. Nice. Got in big trouble doing a sex joke from my parents, <laughs> um, which, I mean, they have seen the joke before. And uh, it was something that, uh, you know, I feel bad because um, I meant to not do it, but they don't, people don't understand what comedy it's like. Yeah, man, you're up there, and uh, things just kind of happen. Yeah. Like, I started the bit, and it actually was going in a much worse direction. <laughs> and my brain went, oh, no. <laughs> I was like, you can't you can't do that. You just started that joke. What are you... Like, I was like, oh, you fucked up. And uh, so then I was like, pivot, pivot it, pivot to a different dating kind of sexual joke. And um, still turned out like also that. to be bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the joke did great. <laughs> Funny, but... Um, yeah, Angela Spirit was not a fan. She threatened to not come to my shows anymore, so. Oh, no. Yeah, you know, but uh, I just was like, yeah, I don't, I don't think you understand how hard it is to be up there and um, remember things you're supposed to say and then not say, and also the flow of a set. Yeah. And I didn't hit my time yet. It was something that I was oh. like, the joke I did before, I was like, yeah, I think I'm about done. I didn't get the light from my buddy, so I was like, oh, you got to do one more, and it's like, well, we were on the topic of dating. <laughs> while we're here <laughs> uh, and it's something like she she specified one line of the joke she was like you shouldn't be saying that you don't have to say that uh that's the punchline though uh, yeah that's one of the one <laughs> of the punchlines and um but it's something that i'm like okay so when she was like i don't need to hear about your sex life it's like it wasn't direct also the bit is actually about how i'm not great at sex <laughs> like i was like i'm saying it's not my best quality um but I think she especially didn't appreciate that after I did the joke, I was like, hey, is that uncomfortable with my parents in the room? <laughs> my mom loves that joke. <laughs> she does not. <laughs> like, it's almost like she's like, I don't want people coming up to me telling me sex jokes now, Erica. I don't need sex jokes. All right. I'm on enough emails already from Macy's. I don't need to get added to some sex joke email chain or something like that. Um, which I did feel bad because uh, they specifically asked me to not say that line. Hi. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Fucked up. Uh, <laughs> my bad. Um, I mean, I get it. It's my whole hometown. It's all people that they know. So I get it. But um, fun fact, the program that was on the table said I had herpes. In it. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of was like, I mean, the program is, you know, plug in the pod. Uh, Shows you're not a virgin. Yeah, plug in the podcast. <laughs> it's like Eric Spear after being diagnosed with herpes started a podcast with... <laughs> 
<laughs> Norwichinator Molly DeMiller. <laughs> and, uh, you know. Uh, I wasn't even there. I still got some recognition. Yeah, part of me was like, I don't know if she read the program or maybe she read the program, was already a little furious when the show started. And uh, then, uh, you know, but uh, all the people at these shows are on my email list, so they know what's up. Yeah, they're getting the herpes emails. They're getting the herpes. <laughs> they're getting herpes. They're, everybody's getting herpes. That's I mean, statistically, there were a couple of people in that room who had it. Oh, yeah. There definitely is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's just... I feel bad, but uh, yeah. It's well, just funny because partly the threat of them not coming to the show, I'm like, you know it actually is much easier for me when you are not here. <laughs> like in terms of performing. Yeah. Like when people go, do you get nervous performing? I'm like, do you have any idea how many times I've had to perform right in front of my grandmother's face <laughs> in the front row and my parents and, you know, my physical therapist or whatever. Like it's just like <laughs> yeah. the town is just like, I got my chiropractor over here. Oh, God. I got uh, my pediatrician over there. <laughs> just... Yeah, uh, a lot of people I know. You That's know? gotta be way easier to do in front of strangers. Yeah. Oh, there's nothing more beautiful than I walk into a comedy show, I go, I don't know one person here. Oh. No one's gonna be telling my dad what I said. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even say anything bad, you know. But Yeah, you got a pretty clean set. Yeah. I mean nah, I just felt bad. It's it's one of those Angela Spear does not get angry, angry very often, and she was angry. Oof. And I've been getting texts all day being like, Hey, are you home? What are you doing? Can we talk? I'm like, are we gonna be talking about <laughs> is that conversation over <laughs> is that, am i done nope okay oh that's rough that's yeah. rough but uh fun uh fun little threat yeah oof Man. i get it it's but it's just such a hard thing with like i very much love that they are supportive uh but then it's kind of like you're threatening your support yeah which is like that doesn't feel fair yeah i love it it's like we love you no matter what it's like you do that joke one more time <laughs> I will not be cooking dinner for you <laughs> or whatever. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that kind of thing. It's like, all right, it's one bit. Yeah. The program said I had herpes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll post a picture in the Patreon of the program. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> and it's also immediately right after it was like, man, this is Erica's like 29th show in the area. She's raised over $37,000. Anyway, so she was diagnosed with herpes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, hey, look, I'm a good person, huh? I raised 37 grand. How about that? All while having herpes. I could have bought somebody a car. <laughs> and then, whoops. <laughs> That's Which amazing. BT dubs, after the show yesterday, we broke 40,000. Actually. Hey, yo. After, yeah, Norwich on that show. Norwich on that show? Hell yeah, baby. Maybe 40. Hire me for your fundraising needs. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I'm doing. I know how to make uh, some charities some money. Nice. Yep. Just uh, don't invite my parents. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, wow, that's a that's a fun weekend. Uh, <laughs> wait, don't you have an update with your situation? Yeah, actually. So really quickly, um, last episode we talked about um, my friends with benefits that ended up having a girlfriend that I had no oh, idea yes, about. Oh yes, yes, yes. Um, and you messaged the girl. We didn't have a response. Yeah. The way we... Uh, we told everyone, check your DMs. Yeah. Homegirl... Especially if you got a man. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. You got to be checking those. Uh, homegirl did end up, end up checking them after we recorded last time. And first of all, uh, she could not have been a like better person. Ooh. Like, yeah. She was just so, so nice. Because when you send a message like that of like hey, I'm sleeping with your man, like, it very, it could have been very easy for her to, one, not believe me, and then two, like, just 
take it out on me. Mm. And that I was kind of expecting one of those to be the case. And neither of them were like, she just asked a lot of good questions. And from the very start, I was like, I just got in the headspace of like, this is the person who has been wronged. So like, she gets to call the shots. And I told that I was like, you can ask whatever questions you want. Like Mm -hmm. you get, I will tell you whatever you want to know. And basically just like tried to stay objective about it. You gave her like the alert. Yeah. You're like the smoke alarm. Yeah. Like, yo, something's on fire. Yeah. And like, she was just so, so incredible about it. Like a true down ass bitch. Um, a real one. Re- right? Yeah. Isn't that yeah. what she said? Yeah, you're yeah, a real one? Yeah. She called me. She was like, yo, you're a real one. Like, thank you so much for telling oh. me. Um, I actually ended up getting coffee with her because the guy was like saying that I was Photoshopping all the messages. So she was oh, like, oh God, I'm so sorry. But like, can I physically see your phone? And I was like girl like you are driving this train you get to do whatever you want and so can i give a hot tip yeah uh one of the most brilliant things that you told me she had you do was delete his contact from your phone yeah and so that the message shows the actual phone number it's yeah. from yeah because i was like ooh, yeah that would be a psycho move of like these are messages from another man i'm dming yeah. and i just i change it to let's say molly like it's like i changed it to molly it's molly messaging me it's like well delete molly's contact and let me see it's actually the phone yeah she she was so smart about everything yeah um so yeah then she like physically like looked through my phone and Mm. like even with that she was so sweet she's like is it okay if i do this and like here's why Mm -hmm. and just like being super open with me and so she wasn't like i didn't feel like she was like thinking that i was like some nasty tramp and like going through my life basically i was like yeah so it was just really uh a good situation she like she just handled it so well um so i'd say like i guess if anyone is ever cheated on like think about okay like one does this other person know and especially like if it's the girl who tells you like they're not telling you because they want to hurt you you know, and I, I think she like very quickly got in that space and I just really appreciated it. Oh, yeah. Well, very quickly, women will get mad at the woman. Yeah. Yeah. When it's like, listen, there's two people to tango. Yeah. yeah. Whether the woman knew or she didn't know, at the end of the day, your man ran around on you. Yes. Or, you know, this also works for gay scenarios. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> works for ladies love it, lady loving ladies. <laughs> men loving men. As uh, the great Jamie Goldsmith says. <laughs> Uh, it just would be more if anything it's kind of nice <laughs> that this segment is with straight people because it's easier to explain yeah as if it was like it'd be like when <laughs> the lesbian would be like man you know you know when your gal cheats on you with another gal and then that other gal like I, that, that 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 just like too many ladies i'd be yeah. like too, you gotta be like girl number one <laughs> <laughs> give them a color girl or number two <laughs> or you literally yeah. need to be like mistress <laughs> girlfriend yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think the situation's pretty much over. Uh, I don't think that dude will ever talk to me again, but it's like, yeah, all right, but, man, you like, know, you, you messaged him and the whole, like, let's keep this between us is such a, just like control thing. Yeah. Or also, like we said, you're not owning it. She has messages. Yeah. It's like, she just wanted to meet with you and be like, yeah, let me make sure I have all the info. Or like we said, sometimes it's that when you shoot that second shot, you're like, I, I kind of want the hard rejection. It's almost like mm-hmm. she was like, I do believe this happened, but I want it all right in front of my face Yeah, to really hit me and be like, yep, bad news bears. You got to get out of this. Yeah. 
that's that's pretty much what it was because it and sucks I, man new york yeah, dating's hard it's hard it to is. actually find someone and then you find someone and they commit and then they pull some shit like this and you're like well let's all become lady loving ladies not <laughs> 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 that joining the other team is a choice but if it was we would all move <laughs> we'd all switch uniforms <laughs> probably i would men are trash lesbians commit that's all i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> they commit and it sounds nice <laughs> Come on. I mean, I don't think I'm quite there yet, but... <laughs> I'm not either. I'm saying I wish I was. That's oh. what's crazy to me about any time anyone in my family alludes to me being gay. I'm like, do you think I wouldn't have come out by now? I live in New York, <laughs> dude. I live in New York. I, I, would be, I wouldn't be single. That's just point blank. Your if I was gay, gay, I'd have a girlfriend. Your what? family thinks you're gay? Yeah, a little bit still. I, think. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just love when I get... Um, uh, give, me, give me an Italian last name I can use as a replacement here. Uh, let's just say ravioli. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I remember like my mom not that long ago was something of like, hey, you know the ravioli family? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. She's like, well, they're a big Italian family. And uh, turns out uh, and it was that long line thing of uh-huh. turns out, uh, you know, Mr. Ravioli's daughter's cousin's sister's blah, blah, is gay. And the family's really supportive. <laughs> And I was like, uh-huh. She's like, yeah, like, you know, has a wife. I guess they just, you know, they just had a baby. They're, uh, I don't, I don't know how they did it. I think a sperm donor. <laughs> she's like, but it, she's gay and married and everyone seems on board with the raviolis. <laughs> and I just look at her, I go, and why are you telling me this information? And she just was like, just, just you know. <laughs> it's like, just like, you're clearly hinting at, hey, if you're gay. I think our Italian family would be like the raviolis. <laughs> I think they'd understand. That is incredible. Yeah, you know, that's the uh, the beauty of the. Uh, that's I think that's most Italian moms are like. I'm being real subtle. It's like, no, you're not. No. <laughs> you're not being subtle. We were not talking about anything related to this topic, and you just opened. You know the ravioli family. <laughs> There's a gay in there. <laughs> Still gets invited to Christmas. <laughs> uh, my family had the opposite approach. Uh, it was a joke. It, not that it's a joke. I was like in middle school and kind of an asshole. And uh, I start telling my grandma my brother was gay and he's not. And I s- said he had a boyfriend named Trevor. Trevor? <laughs> yeah. This is just like a fun prank. Just a fun prank. Yeah, I, this would be hilarious. Yeah. Like I Nana, thought. you're almost dead. <laughs> yeah, like, you want to speed it up? <laughs> I was like, Rob's got a boyfriend named Trevor. <laughs> What'd she say? Uh, she didn't really say anything, and I thought it was because she didn't believe it. <laughs> and then or she pulled that slide move, like I'm gonna pretend like I didn't just hear what happened. Rob got less presents at Christmas that year. Oh, <laughs> are you for real? Yeah. From specifically Nana or everybody? <laughs> From specifically my grandma. <laughs> oh, how? Oh man, yo, how funny would it be though if it actually wasn't out of a place of like I don't approve, and more of a place of what do you buy a gay man? <laughs> My- I knew what to buy straight, Rob. <laughs> I don't know what to buy gay, Rob. <laughs> well, no, it was like very clear because my sister and I got $100 checks and new watches. Dollar amount clear? And then Rob got a $75 gas card. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, you know that was 100 And then she went and filled up yo. her tank. <laughs> yo. <laughs> I just gave you a gift card to leave town. <laughs> She's like, how much money would it cost for him to drive away to Albany? About 75 bucks. Two tanks of gas, buddy. Get moving. Pack 
Pack your bags. Oh, man. <laughs> oh. So, yeah. Wow, uh, dollar amount. Yeah, I had I had to tell her. It was... <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Oops. Oh, man. So, uh, yeah, that's... It's like the opposite of overcompensating. <laughs> What's that called? Undercompensating? What's that called? I think that was a just get the fuck out. <laughs> That's what that was. That was called a hint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. And the, I'll never forget. There was one day I was driving in the car with my brother. And he was like, Molly, why do mom and dad think I'm gay? <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Oh, uh, what a prank, Molly. Because I might have told a few people. What a were. prank. <laughs> so I had to walk that one back. Uh, yep. 13-year-old Molly was kind of a dickhead. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> anyway, should we get into today's episode? <laughs> yeah, we should. So uh, today we're going to be talking a little bit about a book that we have not introduced on the podcast yet called, I do not co-sign this title, but it's called Getting to I Do. Fun fact, we keep all of the uh, podcast equipment, including the books, in my room. And <laughs> do you know what it's like to have someone over and have a book called Getting to I Do sitting on your nightstand? Yeah. <laughs> Just right under a book called Never Sleep Alone. <laughs> and just the rules. Under, just under another one called The Rules. <laughs> just all these self-help. Listen, I got yeah. a bookshelf now, Molly. All right, I'm high living over in uh, room B. <laughs> 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 you, you could, we could keep them over there, but uh, it kind of is hilarious. Uh, at this point, what I, mixed it's signals, funny. Huh? Yeah. Getting to I do. <laughs> um, yeah, so Getting to I do is actually written by a real doctor. Oh, she's a real one. Real one. Dr. Okay. Patricia Allen. And then it says, and Sandra Harmon. Now, I don't know if that means Sandra's also a doctor or... I don't think she's a doctor. Just a research assistant. But... Yeah. As much as this title makes us cringe, uh, this actually has kind of the most scientific breakdown of essentially masculine and female energy. Yeah. I did like so this one out of the So the title all. almost well, was like, let me target desperate people <laughs> yeah <laughs> but then when you open it you're like no this is actually educating you so yeah. we'll just kind of do a big gist of this to get into what we're getting into today but uh essentially each relationship there's going to be someone that is the more masculine energy and there's going to be someone that is the more feminine energy now obviously modern times we all understand hey that doesn't necessarily mean the woman is the female energy and the man is the masculine energy mm-hmm. kind of uh this kind of change i would say with the feminist movement of just more women entering the workforce. Mm-hmm. Correct. So here's the big thing though. What do you, you feel? I feel like we both naturally fall under this masculine category. We're yeah. shooters, right? Yeah. Like I'm, I want to so badly be the feminine energy. Yeah. I think that's where we're different is like, you want to be perceived as the feminine energy. And I think, sometimes like when people don't know me they assume i'm the feminine energy and then but i i want to be seen more as the masculine Hmm. and then once people get to know my personality then they're like oh like this is not what we were expecting and i think that's why things don't work out is because then when they get to know my personality they're like this is not what i signed up for same for me of men that are attracted to me because of that energy Mm -hmm. are like hey I like that this girl is going to take charge. Mm -hmm. However, in relationships, I'm not that way. Yeah. I mean, I will be (laughs) because I lose patience. Yeah. But I, so that does not make me attracted to a man. And I hate to say that, but what makes me attracted to a man is when they will make the masculine moves. 
Okay. When they'll be the initiating plants or initiating this. Okay. And that, and it's like, that is what my turn on is. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. They're taking some charge here. And I, I like it when I can call the shots and not, not like they do as they're told. Like I like a little bit of like pushback, but like when someone respects what I want to do and like respects my decision making, hmm. which I just like, I don't think a lot of people up front get that from me. And actually really interesting enough, my two most significant exes, um, like the one in grad school that I had. And then the one that we talked about from Vermont, I think in both of those situations, I was the feminine energy and that they both huh. pursued me and were the ones to like really call the shots out the gate or the whole time. Yeah. Uh, out the gate and then it started to like kind of change and I think that's where we would kind of get these like rifts in the relationship right but then later both of them like because I mean they were I'm just the queen of like going back when something should be totally done so like when we kind of like would start again both of them got to a point where they were like surprised by something I would say that was like funny and more like mm. outgoing and like assertive and yes. they were l- almost like implying that I I've changed and that's when in both of those situations I recognized that like I don't think they really knew the real me they thought I was like this really like quiet like uh, just like kind of, I don't just like more of this like feminine like girly like needed to be taken care of and I'm just I, that's not who I am or what I want um, so that's, I got to those points with both of those guys where I was like, oh, you actually don't know who I am. Mm. But do you feel like it was you kind of, I feel like the rules really hits on this if it's, um, what I took away from like the rules was this, you know, I feel like for a very long time I was very just kind of like, this is me, take me as I am mm-hmm. kind of attitude. It was like, mm-hmm. I'm not slowing down for nobody or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And it's like. Look, it's not that they aren't going to like all parts of you, but it's just like, I mean, you don't got to hit people in the face with your full personality. Yeah. That's <laughs> okay. Like, like, it's a little much for messages. anybody. <laughs> yeah. Like, I wouldn't, you wouldn't like that if everyone just dumped it all out. Yeah. Like, it's almost like they're, they're just stripped. Strip yeah. everything. Like, well, this is me. We've talked about this in terms of, like, friendships of, like, why should it be different in a lot of ways of, like, approaching, uh, like a uh, romantic relationship versus a friendship of like, you wouldn't go like uh, full, like balls to the wall. This is me. Take me as I am to someone you're trying to be friends with. You would be fucking normal of right. like, Hey, yeah. Nice to meet you. Like more, just like let it build over time. But sometimes with relationships, you feel the need to just like throw it all out there at once. And like, that's, that's a lot. Well, I think it's more, um, like people I know that uh, say have herpes and they, they get it out of the way like the first date. Yeah. I think it's it's kind of, it's funny that you're technically being open about something very quickly and upfront, mm-hmm. but it's also you are putting a wall up to basically be like, this has been a deal breaker before. I'm not wasting my time. Is this a deal breaker? Yes or no. And mm-hmm. it's like kind of not fair for someone to have to deal with that out the gate. Like, yeah. You know, but I get it of, you know, someone that has a kid is just like, hey, that's usually a big deal breaker for people. So yeah. I'm not going to hide that I have a kid for five dates. Mm-hmm. Date number six, be like, by the way, I have a daughter because right. then it's deceiving. Right. So there's this weird line of like not being deceiving about certain things and also like kind of protecting yourself. Yeah. Of like, hey, yeah, if I'm in this thing and I'm catching feelings yet since day one, you were like, I am not dating someone with a kid. I don't want kids right. or I don't want to have to be the stepmom. Yeah. Role. 
or like smoking is a big deal breaker for yeah. people like smoking cigarettes people are like no i have no tolerance for this yeah. i'm not Ugh, gonna be around sometimes this. i find it so hot that's <laughs> it's so weird <laughs> we are just complete opposites molly we are but uh, i mean Dude, a, a man told me he dipped the other day and i thought it was so sexy that's so disgusting i know it's so gross that i hate so myself disgusting. for it i know dear god <laughs> why am i, I like up. this i don't maybe just because you're from norwich dog i mean i don't know what to tell you but like i didn't really like i remember dip started to become popular like all of a sudden in high school some guys started dipping and yeah then like in college people would do it kind of while drinking and i was yeah. like what is even happening <laughs> the guy was like someone needed to explain it to me <laughs> like i remember in high school health class i was like a sophomore and they like mentioned it when talking about like kind of the drug segment yeah. and i remember being like what the hell is this people don't do that and oh, then yeah they do just a couple more years it was like wow this is happening <laughs> way too much yeah way too so much so gross anyway let's get off that gross topic <laughs> uh you know let's bring up our little buddy steve here roommate steve Steven. roommate steve oh. cat steven <laughs> <laughs> hey actually <laughs> that's a real person <laughs> He anyway. likes himself a lot. Cat, That's why we call no, him the, the cat. singer. Oh, Cat Stevens. <laughs> I just realized we keep calling him Cat Steven, and it's like there's a person actually <laughs> that goes by Cat Stevens. Oh, it was meant to be. Yeah. Well, anyway. roommate Cat Stevens. Roommate Cat Stevens, right? So Cat Stevens is naturally this uh, more feminine energy in the relationship. <laughs> yeah. Of the sense that he's a type of man, which there are many of them that exist, but just you know, we're giving a shout out to little Cat Steven. Um. That they like a woman that is more in that masculine role and more like, hey, this is what I want. Yeah. Partly because he's a uh, high anxiety of uh, the whole time. He's just so worried of if they like <laughs> any decision or thought he's even had. He doesn't or want to have to guess. Or shirt he's wearing. <laughs> that he would much rather be like, yes, you, you make all the decisions and tell me what to do. And then I will do it. And then I know that you are happy. Yeah. Like it's a reassuring thing. Yeah. And what's so funny is my entire life I've been told... <laughs> my people they they're like you're gonna end up with a steven oh yeah you're gonna end up with a yes man someone that essentially just does whatever you say Mm -hmm. when they know my personality but i'm like here's the thing i'm not saying you're wrong but it i am not attracted to those people okay like i can't stand if someone just you want to just what do you want to do yeah it's not even a challenge it's just like i think the big thing is i don't feel like a woman i don't feel like this is romantic and flirty and like question is that in like every aspect of the relationship or like sexually because i remember just the advice that you gave to steve when he went on uh his first date with his girlfriend who is very much a similar personality to me yeah college athlete yeah more more masculine and he was going on the date and he was a little nervous and i said this is what i'm gonna tell you if you're gonna make a move make a move yeah don't second guess yourself Mm -hmm. i was like you're feeling it you want to make a move make a move or i was like don't you even think about being like can i kiss you yeah that's oh God, not attracted that. to no well yeah, i mean it's just weird the me too movement kind of messed up a lot of that <laughs> stuff <laughs> it's not i mean beautiful movement necessary but uh i was like you gotta like put it out there in a positive way yeah of like uh it's better to make a joke of like we should make out yeah not can i kiss you yeah but a comment that like is a little sexual alluding and you see how they kind of react to it is better than like, can I kiss you? Yeah. It's like, is this going to have follow-up questions? (laughs) (laughs) Can you kiss me? Where? (laughs) Right now? (laughs) Open mouth? Close. (laughs) But hmm, it's 
Yeah. I think for me, it's like, uh, you know, make me want to put on a skirt, you know? Yeah. So you would want, you want to be the feminine, like even in like conversations, like in in every I don't even thread think of, of the relationship. Deep. It's no. just more, I don't feel like you're into me if I'm the one that has to initiate all that stuff. That's fair. Whether it be physical, whether it be plans, whether, like, yeah, you know, but it's, I think with any relationship, I don't think it's fully one-sided all, always. No, it should be. I feel be. like it's kind of that early stages. Yeah. Because it's like, once you become a we, then things are very much more a we. Yeah. Where What do we feel like doing? And also, like, you know the things that, like, set a person off or, like, kind of, like get them going like you know like so you're gonna do those things for each other yeah you know like a, a more of like a an even relationship yeah or it's just you know that's what's hard about dating in the early stages if you are both people that say are very like work heavy and say both of you work 60 hours a week or mm-hmm. often have to work late or travel a lot it's like okay yes we want this to be this romantic and you know not too like from this like kind of business place of just even with plans it's mm-hmm. like you don't want it to be this hard like okay well i'm free no i'm not free this is the only day i'm free or i got this time window because then i have a meeting at the it's like that's not ro- no one feels romanticized in that yeah but what, what relationships essentially end up turning into is kind of more of that place where it's not no longer weird to kind of be like oh when can i see you this week yeah oh i'm free tuesday i'm free this day oh maybe i can move this thing like suddenly it's just like oh okay yeah that's I think that's also become now that like I've gotten older um, and a driver and like me having to be more of like the masculine is like I work so much. And then now we have this podcast and like you and I have schedules like my calendar is like a ridiculous game of Tetris of like, okay, like if I'm going to see you, it's going to be like this time this day. Otherwise, it's like two weeks later this time this day. So I... Yeah, I think that's also part of, like, what makes me have to take control in those situations. Yeah. And I think sometimes it comes across as, like, too much of, like, here's here's my openings, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, or that's what's hard for comedy. It's just, like, what night do you have free? And it's, like, I don't want to have to squeeze you within shows and stuff. But at the same time, it's, like, I sometimes have to. Yeah. But it's, I mean, essentially what this book is saying that I do agree with is it kind of is more giving this warning of, hey, listen, if the relationship kind of starts out with this vibe of you are the one being the planner or the initiator of this, a lot of times that's just going to be what it is for the rest of the relationship. Yeah, because that's what the person becomes attracted to. Right. It's even with, um, it's not even coming attracted to, but it's even just with something as simple as like, there's so many people have jokes about it's basically like hey that first night where you're married or just you move in with a person and you pick a side of the bed that's your side yeah that's the side you're gonna be on and i feel like that's kind of the same for this masculine feminine energy because i think both parties are kind of being like oh they like making the plans yeah all right let them make it yeah it's like no i i initiated because i was getting impatient (laughs) yeah it's kind of my thing is like uh i want to be the feminine energy but then i often don't have the patience to be the feminine energy Okay, and then you kind of feel like you get put in, like, that little box of, like, being the masculine. Yeah, they're like, oh, Erica will let me know. Oh, yeah. Erica will decide. Uh, you know, it's kind of like uh, they stop worrying about it. Right. And I'm like, no, be worried. Yeah, <laughs> be very worried. <laughs> you know. Um, I think it's also really interesting because it, it kind of takes, like, a different spin on the old idea of, like, opposites attract. 
and right. it puts it more in like a digestible way of like its opposite personalities because i think sometimes people can get fixated on its like opposite like physical looks mm-hmm. um and i think this is just it makes a lot more sense of like the personalities need to like complement each other right well think of it like this right if you're really you know in a marriage or a committed relationship you're living together you you hit that point you're you are doing pretty much everything together right yeah so it's like, hey, we're both getting into one car. Who's driving? Yeah. And it's like, there's going to be someone that's always the driver. Yeah. The driver doesn't often switch. Yeah. But that's also a stereotype of like, man, I would hate. I think I've saw, like my dad had pointed this out before and it would always irk me of like, we'd be somewhere like church and then a family would leave and the wife would be driving and the man would be the passenger. And it just was like, ugh, like... She wears the pants. <laughs> it's like, because she's driving the car. <laughs> Maybe he's a bad driver. Maybe. Maybe he forgot his glasses. <laughs> but it kind of was like, well, maybe she is the driver. Who cares? Yeah. But like, it's, I feel like now it's not so much labeled as like, oh, that woman's a bitch and she's taken away his masculinity. Because I think it's the, the bright side of like people talking about toxic masculinity is basically saying for men, it's like, hey, it's okay for you to be the more feminine side or to show a feminine side. Right. It's okay for you to not always take charge or have days where you're like, could you take care of this? I don't don't have it in me or whatever it is. Yeah. Or to be like, yeah, I'm the more sensitive one. Mm -hmm. I'm the more feeling oriented one. Yeah. Because as much as it's like, there's the example of who's driving the car when you leave, there's also the example of like, who's going to talk to like the customer service or like the person at the register when like shit goes wrong mm-hmm. and it's like you're gonna kind of throw that to the feminine energy because they're gonna be nicer about it yeah typically yeah so it's like hey you might not be the guy that drives the car but then you're the calm one in those scenarios it's basically like okay i'm the more sweet and nurturing and me talking to the customer service is more likely for us to get what we want yeah. as opposed to you <laughs> coming in with masculine don't put me at customer service man (laughs) do not have me talk to one of those that's something i coincide i'll be i'll need someone that's better at talking to the customer service of patience yeah (laughs) i don't have that (laughs) but um yeah i mean i think it's also really interesting um we were we were talking about this earlier as far as like my feelings on the be more of like the masculine energy and how i think it has changed in some of my other relationships of like really within like a year the like my two significant exes and my sister who i like fully depended on them at different points in my life like for everything and to like support me just like basically like walked out and like wanted nothing to do with me so i think that too became like a big turning point of me having to be the one to take charge and call the shots because it's like if i'm if i'm like leading the charge basically or like calling the shots it's taking control yeah taking control then like i can't get hurt i think Mm. is like where i approach relationships from now um and i i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing um but like i don't think i am in like the emotional or like mental space to be able to be vulnerable and taken care of. Do you think it's partly that saying of like, you're starting the relationship. So you're going to be the one to end it. Probably. Like I brought you into this world. I'll take you out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's essentially what it feels like. Yeah. You're basically like, Hey, if I'm the one initiating and making the plans and calling the shots, then I'm also going to be the one to call the shot of this ending. Yeah. Uh, like I, I just have this feeling that like I need to be in control 
of everything yeah. and it which i mean i don't know if that's a good thing uh, that's just a lot of people yeah because there's other people that are absolutely terrified to be in charge yeah so it's something that we could we could take each of these kind of points that we've made like control right mm-hmm. we could basically label being in control is more the masculine part of the relationship and then mm-hmm. the you know being afraid to take charge is labeled as the uh, more feminine energy mm-hmm. but what's hard is like i mean the only negative about doing that with certain things is it's like almost looked at as like okay so all the weaker things are the feminine yeah energy whereas it's like listen both masculine and feminine energy have big positives and big negatives yeah as well because the masculine energy would also be the not being emotional yeah and not being really good at opening up about your feelings and talking about things that actually bother you in that emotional sense yeah and i think in a lot of ways there's a weakness there of not being able to communicate those things because then i think some big needs don't get met right or like uh you know, the masculine thing would probably be not listening very well. <laughs> 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 Just kidding. That's, uh, yeah. <laughs> kidding. I don't know if that coincides. Yeah, that, uh, that. No, I think that might be a masculine thing. I I think the good news is with this whole masculine and feminine energy, now more than ever, it really is more of an equal balance of women feel comfortable leaning into the masculine side a little bit as opposed to men and as well as men leaning into that feminine side a little bit. Yeah, I think an ideal relationship, if I find one in the future, <laughs> would be like there's like places where I would be the masculine and I think places where I would be the feminine. Yeah, you know, so, sort of like a, a hybrid. Which is why I think really good relationships is the quote, this is, they're my best friend. Yeah. Because in friendships, typically most people's friendships are same sex, right? Mm-hmm. So in you know, a, a friendship with your best gal friend. Mm-hmm. There's going to be times where you're crying on their shoulder, they're crying on your shoulder, mm-hmm. right? So, but it also goes with like just the thing of making plans. We make the point of uh, something we tell ourselves with dating of just kind of looking at like, like hey, would I put up with this behavior from a friend? Mm-hmm. Like if this person's not being a good friend, they're essentially not being a good partner. Right. So it's like when you kind of look at it logically like that, you're like, oh, I wouldn't keep following up with some girl that kept being flaky on plans or treating me a certain way just because I was like, but she's cute. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Or whatever, like kind of thing. Or like, but she's got a good job. <laughs> or like whatever the quality that attracted you to that person. Yeah. And I, so it's, I think that's why good relationships, it's like, it hits that point where it's like, no, we're friends. And it's yeah. this equal, you know, hey, I'm texting you this like idea or whatever. Yeah. Like you stop thinking about, or stressing the initiating and the who's the first of this and da 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 da. Yeah, you're not like keeping count of who texted first when. Yeah, yeah. it's no lo- you're no longer in that thinking phase. Right. Uh, like you just at the point they're like, oh, okay, we're both on board. Yeah. This is someone I'm connected to. Yeah. So. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, we're gonna wrap this puppy up with a new segment. All right. For our new segment, we are occasionally going to be having. A special guest on the podcast. We have questions with Marv. Marv, welcome to the program. Hello, Puppet. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> it's the, the, the flat is lovely, I must say. Yes, thank you for making the trip across the pond uh, to just to join us here today to cover 
questions with Marv. Oh, absolutely, my dear. It was it was a, a long flight, but <laughs> it's so so nice to be here. Queens is one of my favorite places, really. <laughs> the queen for queens. A queen for queens. Queen That's, for queens. Yes, that is actually what I said as I boarded the flight. <laughs> People looked at me a little, a little strange, I must say, but that's all right. Well, I'm excited that you are going to bring some sophistication to the podcast that we may often lack. Uh, or in terms of my oh, mother, oh my dear, don't sell yourself short. I think you bring so much sophistication. <laughs> Thank I you. think what you're doing here is so posh. Thank you, Marv. Uh, of course. So, Marv, do you want to want to give us? Uh, we're just going to get right into this. What are the questions you have today? Oh gosh, I have so many questions, but I'm going to uh, today. I really want to focus on herpes. It's one of my favorite things to talk about, actually. Uh, it's a real hot button topic. It hot button, hot, hot, hot. Um, <laughs> so I, I guess I'll I'll just dive right in if I w- if I might. Um, my first question for you, Erica, is HSV one. Now is that the kind that only affects your mouth, and then HSV two only affects your um, your your genital area. Uh, great question, Marv. This is Thank often uh, one of the top questions I get. I I thought it might be. That's why I wanted <laughs> to come right out the gate with it. When uh, work in the field. Um, okay, so uh, basically HSV one and HSV two are two different strands of the mm. same virus. Uh, like two types of the cu- the flu. Yes, but you know. But uh, forever. Yeah, forever. <laughs> the forever flu. Forever flu. That hurts a little bit. <laughs> forever flu. <laughs> so HSV-1, the primary difference that even caused these two to even be labeled differently is um, HSV-1 is commonly only on the mouth. And HSV-2 is, it's like one in a million cases on your mouth. Oh. It's practically impossible to get HSV-2 on your mouth. But what most people don't know, HSV-1, also labeled as cold sores. Mm-hmm. My grandmother used to get those. <laughs> well, maybe your grandmother was gay, like Rob. <laughs> uh, but HSV-1 also can be on your genital area. Mm. So a lot of people assume, when you're like, I have herpes, they're like, which kind? Mouth or genital? And it's like, well, HSV-1 could be in either place. Gotcha. Okay, so so that's that's very interesting. Thank you for explaining that. <laughs> uh, my next question um, is: Is it true that herpes is curable using herbs, vitamins, and other natural remedies or concoctions? I I've heard this quite a bit. I think I've even seen it on an Instagram. No, it's there not is true. no cure for herpes. Oh, period. Okay, both using, quote, the mean man vaccinations or natural herbs and remedies. Now, there are natural, like, over-the-counter vitamins and things you can take that, like, essentially help with outbreaks or help. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of people are confused of, like, you have an outbreak, right? And you mm-hmm. take either a Valtrex or some natural herbs and remedies and the outbreak goes away and they go, I'm cured. Oh, no. <laughs> You're not cured. Yes. Like I, I think I've said before, it's like alcoholism of you always have the disease even if it's not actively happening i was going to describe it like a sleeping lion <laughs> a sleeping lion please explain marv i'm just when the lion is asleep you you might not know he's there <laughs> <What> the fuck <laughs> but when when the lion is awake like during an outbreak you you know he's there 
No, he's roaring? Yes. He's roaring. Yes. Roaring real loud. Yes. I guess that kind of makes sense. <laughs> Thank you. But uh, there is no cure. And uh, anybody that is commenting on the Shooters Gotta Shoot Pod Instagram account with this whole, this doctor cured me all with natural. F- get the fuck out of here with your spam comments, okay? There is no cure for herpes and you sound like an idiot. I, I have an idea for that. <laughs> What? Do you think perhaps it was Dr. Alex, the fake doctor? <laughs> no, it was no, not Dr. Alex. Not Dr. Alex. No, okay. no, 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 no. Dr. Okay. Alex is too busy fucking to oh. be commenting on any Instagram. Okay, she's the fuck doctor. Okay, well, then I guess we'll just keep moving right along. Um, Let's only do one more. Just, we have one more question. Um, Is it true that a canker sore... Uh, which I believe people say they get in the mouths, like on the gums typically, is the same thing as a cold sore, which you had before said, is this HSV1 or type 1 herpes? Uh, no, they are not the same thing. Okay. So uh, if your gums hurt, you probably don't have herpes. Or even like the inside of your cheek on the inside. Yeah. I mean, you probably don't, but it's one of those things that if you're like, hey, I have this, I've never had it before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the best advice is you go see a doctor, mm-hmm. have them check it out. They'll know the difference. But t- cold sores do not ever really appear on the inside of your mouth. Right. It's on the outside of the mouth around like the lip line area. One thing I used to think was true about herpes was I thought it was like herpes only is not in the corners of your mouth or something. It was like one or the other, either like it only shows up in the corner and then something like on the top of your lip, mm-hmm. red bump is like, oh, that's a cold sore. Corners of your mouth is herpes. It's like, no, 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 they're both herpes. Oh. So placement of where it is on the outside of your mouth doesn't really matter, but it's more the outside versus inside of your mouth. Got it. Because it's a skin disease. Yes. Got skin it. disease. Exactly. Oh, this has been so insightful. Thank you so much for answering my questions, Erica. Well, thank you for coming on and bringing uh, your, your wise wisdom. Oh, I would I would love to be back anytime. I'm I I'm sure to we'll s- have you back, Marv. Oh, I would love it. I just love coming over to the States. You know, the the chocolates here are so good. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> like that Hershey's? I do. I do like the Hershey's and in London we have these things called the curly whirlies. <laughs> curly whirlies. <laughs> curly whirlies. They're oh just boy. they are delicious. <laughs> but Well, the- next time you come back, bring us some curly whirlies, Marv. Oh, I would love to bring you my curly whirlies. All right. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having well, me. Until next time. Questions yes. with Marv. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> wow, man. That was... that. She had a lot to say. She's so smart. Yeah, man. I mean, really firing with those herpes questions. <laughs> yeah. Whew. Um, Even though every question she had was incorrect. <laughs> um, still, uh, still a nice, uh, nice, sweet lady that, uh, you know, I feel like uh, that accent really takes the pain out of the herpes. <laughs> really makes it more fun to talk about. I can't believe she came all the way from London just all for three questions. She's a, a fan of the pod. Yeah, big fan. She read about us in Refinery29. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that is our episode for this week. Make sure you leave us a rating and review. We're almost at our goal. We are. So tell a friend to rate and review and we can get closer to giving away that money, guys. Hell uh, yeah. You're going to want it for Christmas shopping. Some so Amazon gift cards. Yeah. Yeah. Buy your mother something nice. Buy yeah. my mother something nice. She's in a bad mood. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, as always, you can follow us on Instagram. She's got to shoot pod and send us your DMs. Yes. We have DM corner coming to you next week. And I'm at Sparica. And I'm at the guacamole. And we will see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye.